It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. I'm your host, Guy Benson, political editor at townhall.com and a Fox News contributor. Excited to have you here every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen live as we air, we have a podcast for that free of charge on demand every day. GuyBensonShow.com. Here's the lineup. Tom Bevan coming up later this hour. Charles C.W. Cook in our last hour. We also have Dana Perino here. We also have our first guest here in a moment. We were also going to try to book Judge Janine, but I found out you are not allowed to have more than 40% of the five (laughs) on the show for national security reasons. But we begin today with Jesse Waters, co-host of the five, host of Jesse Waters Prime Time. You're right about that. When we were going to the Patriot Awards, we had Judge Janine, Jesse Waters, and Dana Perino on the same flight. And if that plane goes down... Goodbye, the five. You need a designated survivor, (laughs) and it can't just be Gutfeld. It can't. It'll stroke his ego too much if he knows he's the designated survivor. Right. All of a sudden, Gutfeld has two hours (laughs) at 5 p.m. and 11. Well, that's a very— Well, then I'd be glad I was dead. Very wow. (laughs) It is is a morbid start to the program here as we're talking about plane crashes and and Uh, Greg having two shows. But it's great to see you, Jesse. And I understand that there are congratulations in order for you and your family. Yes. So my wife, Emma, is pregnant with a girl. So we have Jesse Jr., we have a girl on the way, and, you know, we have uh, twin 11-year-old girls, Sophie and Ellie. So the family's growing, my world is getting bigger, and we're having some difficulty picking names. So if you have any suggestions for great girl names, hmm. um, all ears. Is it, like, any type of formula you want to go with, or are you open to I'm looking for name? classic American names. Okay. My wife is American. But she's got a little more French, Dutch, and German ancestry. So she's trying to get cute. Mm. And, and you just want strong, waspy Anglo. Just strong, classic American names. Okay. And she's getting a little frivolous. And we still have not settled on a name yet. <laughs> she is the one carrying the child. Exactly. So I'm willing to give her a little more leeway in the naming department yeah. since it's a girl. That's kind of you. And that's what I thought. <laughs> And so I believe we will settle on something. That's very exciting. When is she due? She's due in April. Oh, so like, you know, we're getting there. She's about halfway through. Very exciting. She's not even showing, which is really nice. Crucial question. Which is the better news this week, that you are going to become a dad again or that you and I don't have to think about soccer for four more years? (laughs) What was your position on U.S. men's soccer? Okay, so I got into this a little bit with Will Kane who has a very strong vantage point on this Is thing. he a big soccer guy? Big soccer guy all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Well, he had a good reason why, because I guess his sons play at a high level, so he's learned to appreciate the sport. I, got, I was trolling some of my soccer fan friends over the weekend, and a few of them were getting very angry with me. I was rooting for Team USA, of course. I wanted them to right. do as well as they could. I was not going to pretend to enjoy a 0-0 tie where nothing happens. My position is the same. It's torture. It's almost like they want you to not enjoy the game. And they want you to appreciate the goal more than it really deserves to be appreciated. Because if you watch an NFL game, my my Eagles beat the Titans 35-10. 
A lot, a lot of touchdowns in that game. You're cheering, you're standing up, you're jumping up for joy, like, you know, seven times. But you're I You're watching like, soccer, you're watching a 0-0 tie, and my soccer friends are like, you know what? England's oh, really good. It's a fabulous outcome. It's like, to me, just self-flagellation, where it's like, oh, it's so miserable, but we're going to pretend to love it. They're like, oh, is the whole world wrong, and you're <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, on they this one. They like being miserable. I think that's it. Those I think are that's soccer it. fans. They and, enjoy... Not enjoying the game. And as I said, soccer gets a showcase for me and for most of this country every four years. If USA makes it, which they didn't last time, they did this time. This was like one of our best teams ever. Okay. We got four games, two ties, three total goals, and we're done. You're not going to hook me with that. Sorry. Like, I'm, I, if you like it and if you're sort of a quirky hobbyist and you like soccer, right. I'm not going to hate you for it. Don't try to tell me that it's good, though. So here are my observations and suggestions about how to improve the sport. Oh, good. For American audiences. Number one, you have to we expand. Have a, we have a huge listening base at FIFA. <laughs> so they're, they are on pins and needles, please. The only way you get through to FIFA is to throw some money around. <laughs> That's now, right, so. which we don't really have. You so. expand the goal. Make the goal bigger so it's easier to score. Then your people are taking shots from midfield. That's exciting. You get rid of the flopping because that just pisses me off as an American. And we don't flop as Americans, not in our nature. So we're at a disadvantage when other teams are flopping like crazy. One of the only goals that we actually scored, the guy got kicked very hard where you don't want to get kicked. And even he was like kind of a man about it, even though he was apparently in horrible pain and went to the hospital. Yeah, he Willis readed it. Yep. My other suggestion oh, is this. You take America's best track and field stars from the Olympics and you give them a soccer ball. And you can do it every four years. Put a soccer ball in front of these guys. They run 4.240s. Just have them run up and down the field. And can we at least field some guys? I'm not saying you do steroids, but some of these guys on the Dutch team. I mean, these guys' muscles, they look Towering. like... Yeah. Why can't we have guys like that? It's like the Iceland team in Mighty Ducks 2. Just so much bigger. I'm not physically. saying you cheat, but I'm just saying let's play by the same rules the rest of these teams. But the point that you made about these uh, track runners is a very good one because I made a similar point in one of my trolling conversations with a friend of mine who's a huge soccer fan. To me, watching soccer feels like you are watching a bunch of guys working on their cardio, and that's about it. You're watching slow, good-looking white guys with great haircuts. Which I'm not opposed to, Jesse. You're probably not as opposed to as I am. But if you're trying to score goals, why don't we get the fastest guys yes. from the NCAA? These guys that run track in the Olympics, it's, a, it's us and the Jamaicans. Let's get some guys like that. Get some guys off the NFL teams. Throw them out there for a couple Saturdays every four years. Pay them a bunch of money. And let's smoke the rest of the world. Why do we have to lose like this? It's humiliating. Okay, so we've solved soccer. We can check the box here. Done. We're just a few minutes into the show. We've solved soccer. Jesse Waters, on a political topic I do want to ask you about. This is a little bit of breaking news today, getting some attention. Our colleague Peter Ducey, uh, speaking of a white gentleman with good hair, he asked a question of the president who's going to Arizona today for an event. Are yeah. you going to go to the border while you're there? Here's the answer from the president in Cut 19. Why go to a border state and not visit the border? Because there's more important things going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. More important things going on. Points for accuracy, at least in his own mind. This is what he believes. He does not believe that the border crisis really matters or is important. And he's just 
flaunting it, basically. This tells me that for the rest of the Biden presidency, he's not going to try to fix problems. He's admitting that he really doesn't want to fix the problem. Because in order to fix the problem, you got to lay eyes on the problem. And if it's basically the same distance from where he's going in Arizona to the border as it is from D.C. to Delaware, you'd think he might be able to maybe hop, skip, and a jump. You're down at the border. Lay your eyes on the situation. And then at least you don't have Corinne Jean-Pierre lying to us and telling us that he's been to the border. At least you can say, I've been to the border. And you don't have to go in Texas. You don't have to go through that rigmarole where everybody hates you and the governor hates you. You know, it's a purple state. Arizona, go down, check it out, and get out of there. And say you're going to work with the Republicans and Democrats to fix it. Put on the aviator glasses, nod, say a few words of concern, and then pretend to care. But he's not even pretending. Not even pretending. And that tells me that he's given up and that we're never going to get a solution. And that's just not what presidents are there for. you got to fix the problems. You can't make the problem worse. Very quickly, I saw a headline, Jesse, that apparently one of Elon Musk's companies is now under federal investigation. And just the cynic inside me wonders... Is that a coincidence? So what's he under investigation for, experimenting on animals? Something like that. Right. So we looked into Fauci. I mean, he makes monkeys be waterboarded for these vaccines. And it's not pretty what he's doing. I probably shouldn't even be talking about it. So that's okay. But all of a sudden, you're going to get Elon on an animal rights beef? That sounds a little rinky-dink to me. A little politics, perhaps. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Jesse, I know you have not one but two shows to go prepare for, so we do appreciate your time. It's always good to see you. Anything big coming up tonight that we should be watching for? Well, we're going to be covering the border visit, and the Washington Post just suggested that Shark Week is racist, so we're going to be covering that. We have the guy who was working at the Wuhan lab who wrote a book that says we probably did fund this thing. And then we have Eric Schmidt, the AG in Missouri, who deposed Fauci, says he couldn't remember a thing over the last two years. said, I don't remember about 16 dozen times. So big show tonight at 7 o'clock. Now, the Shark Week revelation makes sense because the most famous shark is the great white shark. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Please steal it. On primetime tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Fox News Channel, Jesse Waters, my guest here in studio in New York, kicking off the Guy Benson Show. Jesse, thank you. Thank you. And we'll be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.